Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference, on News Radio 1120, KMOX. You remember when the teachers, when you were kids, uh, would make you go to the library for, you know, a half hour for quiet study time? Oh, yeah. But what I always did is went and got the Guinness Book of World Records book. Well, they got a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. Right? You got Ing and Chang, the uh, Siamese twins are in there. I remember yeah. that from my youth. And the tallest guy who was Robert from Alton. Yeah, from Alton, Missouri. Uh, yeah. Hey, buddy. Alton, Illinois. I got something. I don't know if you'll believe it or not. Right. We got somebody in studio from Ripley's Believe It or Not. John he is John Corcoran is here. He's with Ripley's Entertainment. Joins us in studio along with Rick Irwin, the creative director of City Museum. They have formed a partnership. They've got a massive, massive exhibit uh, there, and it's called the Science of Guinness World Records, and it opens up this Sunday uh, out at City Museum. Gentlemen, welcome aboard. Thank you very much. Thanks uh, for having us. So this is going to be a cool, this thing takes up a lot of space. Tell people what the experience is going to be. Well, I'd, I'd like to go back to the uh, library book because uh, the Guinness World Records book is the most stolen book from U.S. libraries. <laughs> so we're still trying to track those down. So I'm just wondering if there's any in the studio. Yeah, it's one. out in my parents' basement. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so City Museum doesn't normally host traveling exhibits, but they have a space where they do special events, those kind of things. So for the first time ever, they're hosting a, an exhibit, and it's the science of Guinness World Records. So it's kind of all these amazing Guinness World Records, and when the kids aren't looking, we slip in a little science about how record breakers use these uh, techniques to break uh, Guinness World Record titles. Wow. So as I understand it, you're going to have a lot of different, I guess, booths set up, and people could go from booth to booth and learn about world records and setting them and how to go about setting them. Uh, and it's a hands-on learning experience. Very hands-on. So they, they can actually attempt Guinness World Records. Uh, it's only official when there's an adjudicator on site, but there's a there's a couple dozen different attempts kind of thing. Kind of something for the whole family. There's literally something for toddlers. There's something for grandma. Of course, lots of stuff in between. Uh, you know, we have crazy things like fastest time to fill a one-gallon bucket with virtual water balloons. <laughs> Could be a minute 30. And uh, wow. R- Rick Irwin, the creative director of City Museums, also in studio. And Rick, uh, you have a bunch of these world's largest uh, already in the, uh, the the museum. Tell us. Yeah, the museum had an, a, you know, a complex. You know, we needed to own the best and biggest of everything, and that was Bob Castley. So yeah. we did uh, through – what's what's the man's name, John? Shreda Furman. He holds the most records? He holds the Guinness World Record for holding the most Guinness World Records. He has been a very fine benefactor of City Museum. He's given us the world's largest pencil, mm. the world's largest tennis racket, and the world's largest seesaw. The seesaw we've never put together because it was so big that even Bob Cassidy was like, this might have some liability. <laughs> well, yes. <Yeah, this, laughs> right. How do you use the world's largest pencil? Uh, just like normally anything else, it's got lead all the way through. It's got an eraser. We can take you know any piece of paper and write How with it. How big is this sucker? 76 feet long, 21,000 pounds, I believe. Well, I'm not. I mean, you're not going to sign your name with that thing, are you? Well, no. we, we suggest you move the paper instead of the yeah. pencil. <laughs> yeah, no, it's much easier that way. Well, there you go. Are, are we going to break any records while you're in town, John? Um, you know, yes. Um, so there, there will be some certificate unveilings very soon, and there's an undetermined, I'll say at this point, attempt coming very soon at City Museum that we're going to need a lot of help with. Ooh. So folks from St. Louis are going to have to come to City Museum and participate in this activity and have the chance to get one of those cool certificates for themselves. Now, is this, is this determined by the volume of people involved to get to the record? It is. Uh-huh. So that means uh, if people don't show up, we're not going to set the record. 
I'm confident St. Louis is going to show up at City Museum. Well, yeah, to break this record. Uh, how many people are we? Okay, are we unveiling how many people, or we can't talk about that? It's, it's in the low hundred, few hundred. Oh well, thing. it's a piece of cake. You'll <laughs> so do that on Sunday. It's a unique challenge, shall we say? You're not just showing up as plain old you. And and Rick, I mean, the City Museum is one of those special places in St. Louis, and. Uh, when people come to town, you say, hey, go to the city museum. And they're like, oh, yeah, what is it, paints or paintings? And you're like, I don't even know how to explain it to you. How do you explain it? Yeah, how do uh, you explain what the city museum is? Well, luckily, this exhibit makes it a little easier. You know, you can talk about it. But, you know, it's just an immersive play. I mean, it's the world's largest playgrounds is what we'll call it. You know, Monstro City, the caves on the inside. You can't. You, I end up pulling on my phone and trying to show pictures. And then you're 30 minutes on a, one photo and stuff. It's just the most difficult place. But it's. Very interactive, and I think it, it fits right in with what's going on with the uh, exhibit. I mean, we've been trying to push our boundaries forever and play and stuff, and that's what these individuals are doing with their records. Yeah. How old? Uh, what's Is there an ideal age for kids to be introduced to the City Museum? So, I, you know, I ran the City Museum for 15 years. I would have said somewhere in, like, third, fourth grade. Okay. You know? But my wife brought me to City Museum for our first date before I ever worked there, and I was 27 at the time. Remember, we have four bars. So, I mean, it's for everybody in the family. Wow. You got four bars? Are we going to set any world's records with the bars? Um, you know, Guinness World Records no longer recognizes categories based around alcohol, oh. just for a safety thing. So, Even though it's called Guinness. <laughs> so, here we go. You want to know that story? Uh, yeah. 1951, Sir Hugh Beaver is on a hunt with some friends, and they start arguing about the fastest game bird because they're having no luck shooting the game birds. Sir Hugh insists it's the golden plover. His friend says, no, it's the grouse. Sir Hugh surmises these types of arguments must happen all the time. Why isn't there a book that lists all this? A couple years later, he hires a couple famous brothers from London, and they compile this book of records. Sir Hugh is the chairman of the Guinness Brewing Company. There you have it. They put the book in a waterproof cover, give it to the pubs that sell British beer. I'm sorry, that sell Guinness beer. Um, It's so popular that the next year they start publishing it for general public, and that's the Guinness Guinness World Records book, we now call it, wow. since 1955. Wow, that's really clever. I had never heard that story. And now Ripley's Believe It or Not is associated with Guinness Book of World Records. Explain how that happened. Yeah, so the beer is no longer associated with the book. They, they sold that off many years ago. But uh, uh, Ripley Entertainment and Guinness World Records are sister companies. We have the same same owner up in Canada kind of thing. So Guinness World Records, you think more about the book and TV shows and digital. And then on the Ripley side, we do the physical exhibits. That's amazing. So... If I came and say I, I bring the kids in to the city museum, how long will can I? I mean, how long will they be occupied and you know enjoying themselves? Are we talking hours? Oh, definitely hours. Just in city museum alone, you'll do three to four hours. And then with this exhibit, what's the dwell time on that? Well, you know, I like to say in city museum, it just depends on how long you can hide from the kids. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> so, easy to do there, huh? So, uh, yeah, the, the typical exhibit uh, time is about an hour, hour and fifteen minutes, just for this new exhibit. You guys were already at three plus, and and I would just add it on another hour, it, so it's pretty good value. Oh, by the way, it's included with the admission. Exactly. So it's great. So I've been to City Museum. I've climbed through the tunnels and all that stuff, uh, Rick. Uh, yeah. Did you ever lose a kid there? Yeah, Where we you... just put him to work. Yeah, you... <laughs> I mean, you just, you just find on the next day, and you're like, look, you're now an employee. Here's your number. A new version of Night at the Museum, if exactly. you will, huh? And we do do overnights. We're going to start those again fairly soon. Those it, is, this, is this the kind of exhibit uh, that you've brought here? This is the first time you've had one of these, right? Yeah, and, correct. Uh, is this the kind of exhibit that is might enthuse a young person to just grow passionate about science? You know, it's funny because Guinness World Records, when we think of it, we think about the book or maybe some of the crazy videos we see. But it, but it's really about people. We believe everybody in the world can be the best at something. Let's find out what that is for you. 
Let's make it official according to our strict criteria, and let's celebrate your success. So the 12-year-old kid who holds the cup stacking record, he's just as important to us as Usain Bolt, the fastest man let in the me, world. Uh, let me ask you this uh, question, hypothetically. Is there a Guinness Book of World's Record record for the fastest piano playing? I believe there is. Hmm. So I know there's one for like two keys, but I'm, I'm assuming there's probably some playing some song, but... If you know someone, we're happy to look that up. Yeah, so if you were to concoct some some scenario like you wanted to be the fastest piano player, how does one propose that to to you all? You uh, GuinnessWorldRecords.com, <laughs> click on set a record. So if it's an existing category, you just apply. They tell you what evidence is required. You know, something like that would obviously require video at a certain resolution where it could be slowed down and so forth. If you'd like to make a new category, there's the substantial charge. Of $5. <laughs> and mostly that just keeps the riffraff out from sending in ridiculous <laughs> categories that we then have to go make guidelines for. Oh, we can great. all be record setters in our own ways. Ladies and gentlemen, the exhibit starts this Sunday at City Museum. They're going to be setting world records there. You could be part of it. Uh, and go enjoy yourselves and have a great time. Gentlemen, thanks so much for coming in and sharing that with us today. Thank you, Thank you for having us.